Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Welcome to a new episode of His Groom's Life, and I am so excited to have this lady on. Um, if you don't follow her, you need to because her stories are absolutely hilarious. Um, and she's honest and she says it how it is and so relatable. So I have Kate Colbert, who is aka Keep It Country on Instagram. Hi, Kate, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you getting on? Yes, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Not at all, not at all. Um, so, Kate, would you mind, for those minority who aren't following you, would you mind um, just, like, introducing yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what you do, and a bit of your, like, Instagram story? Yeah, of course. Um, so I... Um, have an equestrian page there. Um, it's called Keep It Country, obviously enough. Um, I have, I started off with just one horse. Um, Biog is his name. He's my Irish sport horse. Um, I use him for a bit of show jumping. Um, I got him about three and a half years ago. He's just touching, I suppose he's 13, 17, three and a bit. So he's just off 18 hands and he's a complete and utter pet. Um, I got him about three years ago just because I wanted to get back into horse riding. But little did I know that he'd take me all the way to where I am today. Um, so I bought him as um, he just came out of the field. Literally, he was doing nothing for years and I took him back and I always had a grow for show jumping. So um, growing up I never had the best of horses and I'm not saying he's an incredible horse or anything but he is incredibly honest and he'll do anything for me so I just said that I'd try my hand at children again which I did um, and that's what I'm doing at the moment um, so yeah that's pretty much um, what I start, how I started the page I started the page I suppose really to record um, I said this a couple of weeks ago actually on my, on my page I started it just because I'm so forgetful I lose phones like I, I don't know what I lose them constantly so I said you know what I'll put a few pictures on Instagram I talk about the pictures and as I go and then at least I can go back and look at the pictures and remember where I was and you know just just keep a record um, but then it kind of turned into something a lot bigger than that and just because I went on my stories and I started talking about just normal things like every day to day talking about like you know I don't know the ups and downs and just being real and honest and I suppose really to be honest I was just being myself you know and then it kind of just took off people started contacting me and companies started contacting me and I actually I still to this day can't believe like I am where I am but um when it comes to sponsors and things like that because I'm very lucky to have them in my corner but um yeah look I suppose that's how I got there I have another horse on loan at the moment his name is Cloud he's um an ex-race horse by Cloudings and he's incredible he's 16 so um he's a little bit shuffly he's a little bit He's got a few issues with them or whatever, but he's very, very honest. So I'm just trying to see where he'll go with things, but I don't know what he proves to be anything special. But he's a, he's a lovely horse. So he's there and Bjorg is there. So they're my two horses that I have at the moment. Um, and my partner then has another horse as well. He'd be kind of dabbling in, in buying and selling horses. And that's about it, really, to be honest with you. I've got two small kids, Harry and Billy, and um, I work full time. And that's about it, I suppose, really, like just any old... Normal Joe Soap, really, who just kind of talks into the camera about waffle, complete another waffle every day. 
it's not it, it, it's like I said in the intro it's so relatable like there's so many times that you've been on your stories and you've had a rant about something or you know you know like minute things and I'm just like yeah yeah I totally get you that's that's definitely something that would get on my nerves or and stuff like that so was it um so did you do blogging before um you got Bjorg or is it because you got Bjorg and you wanted to oh Jesus no Oh, Jesus. No, 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 no. I remember I started up my page and I was just putting up pictures and talking about them. And I remember talking to, I can't even remember who it was now, but somebody said to me, you're going to have to get in front of the camera. And I was like, not a hope. There's no hope I'm getting in front of the camera. And they were like, I'm telling you, if you want to like get out there, you're going to have to get in front of the camera. And I suppose at some point I did, re- I did talk to myself and I asked myself the question, do you want to get out there or do you want to just keep documenting your story with Bjog? And I said to myself, you know what, I'll give it an old, I'll give it a whack anyway, I suppose. And I, I put it up one day and I just started talking. I can't even remember what I talked about anyway. It was something so stupid now. It still is to this day, like, but um, I remember so many people reacted to it saying like, Jesus King, I can totally relate, like, and you're dead right. And yeah, I can, I can, I'm the same as you or whatever. And I, th- I thought to myself, you know what, I might just tip away with this altogether. <laughs> yeah. No, and you're so good at it. And you're, obviously you've got your, like, your YouTube and you, um, Whoever does like your editing and your filming for your YouTube videos is great. So like professional. And I'm sure it's not like that behind the scenes, but it looks very professional. It's funny that you say that now because I find YouTube very, very hard. That's one thing I'm really bad at because I suppose I see people like Life on the Left Rain and Elphick Event Ponies and all that kind of stuff. And like they're they're just so naturally good at it but I just I, I don't know I mean there's been if you look back on my YouTube channel like all the videos at the start like you know some of them were <laughs> little boxes were tiny you couldn't even see us inside the screen and then the next time you can see me like there's no sound and then the next one I've got music over my voice and I just couldn't get it right for so long and I'm still not great at it but like I, I don't know I mean I suppose it's just like people have been telling me just keep it going and keep doing it and you know I remember somebody told me one day that there was um somebody actually made a video of like a train in Sweden and they just put the, the camera out the window and just videoed like a train going through Sweden for like two hours and it had like four million views. And I thought, I think about that every time I put up a YouTube video. I'm like, Kate, somebody's going to watch it because if they're going to watch a train going through Sweden for four hours, they're going to watch your video, you know, so you'll be grand. Yeah, yeah that is so true. And it, it is amazing, especially with um, Instagram Reels now. Like I do find that I flick through and... Before I know it, like 45 minutes has gone by and I'm thinking, God, I've just literally just watched other people either jump their horses or do like a silly dance or something like that. And I just think, God, yeah. I've, just, I've just wasted 45 minutes of my life. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, it's like the classic case of, you know, getting out of the shower, putting on your towel or whatever and lying down in the bed watching reels for like two hours and losing two yeah. hours of your life. <laughs> yeah. It so is. It so is. So, um. Obviously, um, you are like a full time mum with your two boys, and quite often Billy's on your st- like your on your stories. And God, he's such a character; he's so funny. Um, and so, how do you balance it all? How do you balance being like a full time mum? Um, you know, training, doing lessons, going to shows. How do you balance it all? Um, I suppose um, I have a very good support system in, in my partner Paul. He's very, very good. Like he works shift work, but when he's off he'd have no bother kind of weighing in and looking after the lads, you know. Um, and yeah, I suppose like I was thinking about this question earlier on and I was thinking to myself, how, who is it? Like who, who helps me with that? And it really is Paul, I have to say, he's very, very good like that. And a lot of people don't see behind the scenes when it comes to Paul taking the lads, but there's no giving out. There's no like, what time will you be back? There's no, 
you know, how long are you going to be? He knows now, like, that if I say an hour, it means three hours or whatever, you know. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I suppose Paul really, and I have a very supportive family as well. Like, my mom would be very good. Um, Paul's mom, Paul's family, my family, like, my brothers um, would be very, very supportive of me as well, you know. So that's definitely a big help. Like, I've got a big family. Paul has a big family. So there's always somebody to mind them. Now, like, you do have the guilt as well, like, when you're going to shows and you kind of have to offload the lads to to family members and all that kind of stuff because there's only so much you can do that for so you kind of have to manage your time an awful lot especially when they're getting old and now they're asking questions saying like where are you going how long will you be going for can I come with you and all this kind of stuff but they're just not old enough to take the shows yet because you know geez you'd be afraid in case they'd run out in front of a horse there or behind a horse or whatever but I am going to have to make that transi- transition soon enough where they're going to have to start coming with me because I'm starting to drive the box now on my own with, with Bjog you know and like I'm going to start taking maybe Harry with me now and then I start taking Billy with me, who is a, he's completely and utterly feral. Like he's like having another, I don't know, like wild animal with me, but he's going to have to start coming out as well soon, you know. But no, I have, I'm, I'm very lucky in that I have a great support system with my family and my Paul's family as well, you know. So yeah, that's probably how I do that, to be honest. I'm not going to lie and say anything else. That's just how I do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's amazing. And how amazing to have that support system as well. And um, I wanted to just slide in there and say congratulations on you and Paul, because you've just recently got engaged. We did. We got engaged there two weeks ago. I'm still on cloud nine, I have to say. I remember somebody texted me there a few weeks ago and it sticks in my mind. They're like, just don't leave this bubble, you know, this bubble of like love and just happiness. And that's exactly what it is. So I'm just holding on to this bubble as long as I can. I kind of went back to work and went back to the normal life. I'm like, no, it's kind of slipping away from me, you know, but um, no, it's fabulous. I'm absolutely delighted. Thanks a million. Oh, brilliant. Um, And he doesn't feature that often on like your social media. It's just that, is that a thing where he just doesn't want to be on social media or he just, you just don't feel things together? No, he absolutely despises social media. Absolutely. <laughs> there are so many pictures and videos that I could have put up that would have made great content. But he's like, if you even think about putting that on Instagram, I will absolutely annihilate you. So I'm like, okay, I won't. <laughs> no, he hates it. He absolutely hates it, chat. Yeah, um, bless him. But he's a good sport. He's a good sport. He is, and, he um, is yeah. He's a great sport. In fairness to him now, he's a, he's a, he's good Oshkin in fairness to him. Yeah. And um, how's Bjorg doing? Because he was, um, was it last year or was it the beginning of this year about um, you finding out that he had kitten spine? So how's his recovery? Yeah, so um, I always knew there was something wrong with Bjorg, to be honest with you. Um, from the minute I got him, I suppose I wasn't that kind of in tune with a horse, so I didn't really know what it what it was supposed to feel like. But as I went to kind of more lessons and I got involved with more kind of like um, show jumpers and things like that, I started to realise like that Bjorg was just that little bit off compared to the rest. So I just kind of knew he never gave me any real like poignant signs, but I just kind of knew. I just felt it in my own self. Um, he never, I suppose the small things that kind of were telltale signs that he never laid down. He tripped a lot. Um he was quite hard to warm up. He was bridling for a lot of the time when we were warming up for the first kind of 15, 20 minutes. Um, he makes kind of a box jump over a fence. He kind of groan a lot after a fence and things like that as if he was in pain. Mm. So I brought him up to... Um, I brought him up to Tipperary there into a, a renowned vet that I that I was um, recommended to. And I, I took him up and I knew going up the road, I said to Paul, I was like, I, I genuinely think this is going to be kissing spine, you know. And if it is, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Paul, you know, would be fairly in the know with horses as well, but just like me, wouldn't be in the know of kind of the ins and outs of, you know, that kind of detail, you know. So 
I just kind of, to be honest with you, when I thought of Kissing Spine, I thought, this is it. Like, he's going to have to be put out to grass. Like, he's going to have to be retired. That's it. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And when I got up there, um, Pat, Pat Marrard actually told me, he took me out, he took yoga out of the box and he, when he brought me, he did his x-rays with his bloods, all that kind of stuff, tried ups, all that kind of crack. And then he brought me in and he said, to be honest with you, when he came out of the box, I thought it was going to be a lot worse because Bjorg is just, he's just a little bit awkward. He's just, he's a big chunk of a horse. He doesn't look very athletic. You know, he looks it to look at, but if you move to him, you'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with him? But um, so when he came in, he said to me, look, I kind of had a feeling there was something wrong. But he said, when I did the x-rays and everything, he said, look, he does have a touch of kissing spine. It's only a small touch of it. He said it can be managed. You know, you can still tip away. It's not going to affect his performance or anything like that. If you're going to jump in one tens, one twenties, he said as long as you look after it, you'll be totally fine. But he said like you have to do these four points that I'm giving you. Have to do these four things. As long as you do these four things, you'll be totally fine. But he said if you don't, you'll have a problem. Like you know. So that's what I did. I do it every day. I do it every evening after, before and after riding and. I suppose to be honest with you, like he himself, Pat Maher and Caroline O'Brien, my physio, like they they turned Bjorg inside out for me, and he's a different horse now since, you know. Oh, that's amazing, and well done for you to keep on with his recovery as well, because um, it, it is hard. And when you do hear Kitty Spine, you do, like you say, feel like it's the end of their career, and um, and then that's it; they can't be ridden again. But it's great that it sounds like you've got it just in time, and and um, keep him as comfortable as possible. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of people like me, like when I was going up there, I was saying kissing spine, that's the end of it. Like, you know, we're a goose, but um, it's not always the case. You know, it's, it genuinely isn't. And I did put off that visit to the vet for a very, very long time. Like I really did. I, I'd say I put it off for about three or four months, to be honest with you, you know. And I, I, I spoke about this on my page. I am ashamed of that. But um, I eventually went. And when I did go, I was relieved that it was that kind of an outcome. Like, so I know that some people are not as lucky to get that kind of an outcome. Some people mm. might go up there and say, look, it's really bad, you know, but um, I just, I, I, I'm just, I suppose from my own experience, I'm just speaking to people who think that there's something wrong with their horse. You're more than likely right. It's almost like a mother's instinct. You just know, yeah. if you know there's something wrong, there more than likely is go and get it checked and you never know, like, you know, you might be able to manage it and you'll be grand. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, I wanted to ask you, because when I, I think when I first sort of started like following you and, and watching your stories, um, it was the incident about his saddle, uh, his new saddle, and it did it go adrift somewhere, or it didn't come in time? Um, yeah, so I had a bit of an issue with his saddle in that um, I actually just bought a saddle just based on him and his size and my size and stuff. I didn't get it fitted. I bought a saddle and we were jumping in the amateur shows and everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, he just started acting like totally out of character you know and um usually I'd be kind of the writer that would be like you know I just get on with it like we'll just plow on or whatever just you know cop on yourself or whatever but he's just not that kind of horse and I know now that sounds airy fairy but he's just not that kind of a fella like you know he just does his job and he likes it but he started kicking off an awful lot and he started like napping in the arena he threw me off he bucked me off um and I just got a bit of a fright, to be honest. I just, I, I remember we traveled up the country and he just had this really nasty kind of a way about him inside the arena. And I said to Paul on the way home, I was like, there's just something like, there's something amiss, you know? And Paul was like, look, maybe, you know, it was the overnight, whatever. And I was like, no, nah, there's, there's just something amiss with him. So I remember I got my saddler, um, Phil Richardson down and he walked into the stable and I swear to God, he just said, he rang me and he was like, have the saddle on when I come down, I'm in a bit of a rush. And when I walked into the saddle, or it, when he walked into the um, stable, sorry, I had the, the saddle on him without the 
um, numbna because you're meant to have it on without a numbna. And when he walked in, he just said, get that saddle off his back straight away. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he said, get that saddle off his back. It's all wrong. I was like, really? And I actually, I swear to God, I nearly cried because he was like, are you riding in that saddle? I was like, yeah. He said, that is all wrong for that horse. And I just knew then straight away. I was like, okay, this is it. This has been what the yeah. issue is. He just doesn't yeah. give out. He doesn't give out for no reason. You know, none of them do, to be honest. Nice. I genuinely believe that none of them give out for no reason. And I think that was it. So. Oh, yeah, he plowed, on, he, he plowed on after that anyway. He was grand. Like he took away after that for a good bit. He said it not being there recently again, but I I think that that might be down to the fact that I just overdid him. I overjumped him. I, I I overdid it. I asked him for too much for too long. I gave him a break for a couple of weeks. I brought him I brought him down to the field there where we have and I left him grazed there to be a horse for two, three weeks and he's grand away now again. <laughs> and does he get on well with Cloud? By by looking at your stories, they they do they seem to get on okay. <laughs> The Jew, it's funny because Bill could kind of be um, bullied by other horses mainly, you know, no matter if it's 12-2 or if it's an 18-hand horse, he'd be bullied inside the field, but... He doesn't seem to. He doesn't seem to kind of let let off. Um, Bjorg, or sorry, Cloud easily. Like Cloud, um, is a bit dismissive towards him. So I was kind of happy to see that Bjorg was kind of bullying him for a change. But, um, when I started seeing that he wasn't sharing his feed with him, I was a bit like, all right, Bjorg, this has to stop. So now I have to feed them. I have to feed Bjorg in the stable and him in the field because they just don't share food at all. Like Bjorg is like, okay, that's mine and this is mine, and you need to just leave. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, they do get on well. They they coexist in the field. That's for sure. But, um. Uh, the feeding situation, no, it's it's a non-runner. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you mentioned earlier about Paul, because um, you brought India um, as a, like an unbroken project, I guess. Um, and now she she's broken in now, isn't she, and being ridden? She is, yeah. She was bought, um, she's out of Bonmahan Master Blue, which is um, a lovely um, styling that was riding with uh, the Irish Army, I think it was. I actually don't know much about that side of things now. Paul be very invested in that kind of stuff but um yeah fantastic stallion but I think he actually had a very short career so he has a few um um offspring around Ireland but yeah fantastic horse to be honest with you I'm going to be completely honest when she first started coming into work I was thinking to myself oh I don't know about this one but she's she had her first show in um Brandon Down there two weeks ago and which was actually the weekend that we got engaged and uh it was about two hours before Paul um, asked me to marry him and I Aww. remember Paul being so incredibly nervous and she, she was just incredible. she's an incredible mare she's really proven herself now and she's really kind of shown off and stuff so we're really proud of her so we hope that she um we hope that she was fine to be honest oh that's amazing and so i take it paul rides then does he so you've got that passion together well no he doesn't ride he'd ride cloud every now and then or he'd jump up for a small hack like but he wouldn't be like into it like i am he's into horses but he wouldn't be into riding you know um, so he has somebody um, like one of our very good friends there, Seaview Stables. They're fantastic show jumpers, um, and they have her at the moment. And they're they're breaking her. They broke her, and they're they're schooling her there now, and they're writing and bringing her shows and stuff. So they deal with indie, really. To be honest with you, um, they do all the work with indie, and we're just we're just kind of bystanders, and we're just kind of there for the ride, which um, is very enjoyable. I have to say, you know, it's, there's no pressure on us really, but um, they do a fantastic job with her. So we're very very lucky. Oh, brilliant. And what's the plan for her then? Are you just going to, um, you know, get her up to a certain level and then sell her? Or are you just going to keep her as, as your own? Well, I think every horse is for sale, isn't it? Um, so <laughs> I suppose, yeah, she's she's definitely for sale. Like, you know, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, look, we'll see how she goes. If somebody is interested in her, then we'll uh, 
we'll definitely um we'll definitely entertain it. But we'll see how she goes, you know. Paul's very, very fun for like, you know, every time he goes to series, like, oh, I don't know, do I want to sell her or whatever? I'm like, ah, you know, you know, she needs to move on. She'd be happier somewhere else. <laughs> but uh yeah, look, we'll see how it goes. We'll definitely see how it goes. Oh, brilliant. And so what's the future for Kate then? So are you just going to like carry on like what you're doing, smashing life, smashing being a mum, smashing being a rider? Is that the plan for Kate or is there any other plans coming up? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Like I just handed in my notice into work. So I'm actually out at the moment celebrating my uh, five years with my family business and um, I'm going to be leaving in the next two weeks. So um, I'm going to be going into kind of full time like lessons and things like that. Um, and I've been kind of offered. I've been offered a very exciting opportunity here um, locally. So I'll see how that goes. But yeah, I would love to be kind of steeped in horses full time now. To be honest with you, and I suppose if I'm not working full time, I get I get to spend more time with the lads and um, and with the horses as well. You know, on my own terms. So that's very exciting for me. But I'm not sure to be honest with you. Like I'll just kind of see where the wind takes me. You know, I've always kind of I've lived life like that. Like we'll just see how it goes and. We'll just, you know, I'm under no pressure and I don't really have that many plans. We'll just see how it goes and sure, look, listen, we'll tip away. Yeah, and that's the best way to be because life's too short. It's no point being in a stressful, have a stressful life. You might as well take full advantage of every opportunity. Well, that's exactly it. Like our friend there, um, very close, like my best friend and Paul's best friend who would have been our mutual best friend, really, to be honest, we would both were um, growing up with him and he passed away there two years ago. And one thing I learned from from him passing away was that you know what Kate just do whatever you got to do like you do you you know and life is much too short and you don't know what's around the corner so if you want to do something go and do it and be do do it unapologetically as well at that yeah yeah definitely um before I go into my quick fire questions I did actually put this into the questions that I sent you so I'll put you on the spot a little bit but I wanted to ask you do you have any like Instagram tips like is there anything that you do that you think um like draws more audience to you or do you just literally just do you and people just seem that just attracts people yeah I think I suppose being being completely unapologetically myself and being honest is definitely um something that has drawn people to me personally um at the start I feel like I had a lot more followers coming towards me because I just didn't care at all but as I got more followers I found I started to care a little bit more and then I started to kind of lose followers and I started to, like, there wasn't that much of a track towards me or whatever. But I suppose it's just really important to just be yourself all the time. And you have to pull yourself back sometimes to be like, you know what, you know, don't like, you know, I, I feel like sometimes the fear of looking stupid stops you from doing what you want to do. And yeah. that's really important to remember in your head as well. Like, you know, um, and as you get more followers, you do that, that does come upon you where you're like, oh, I better not put that up now because, you know, what would she think and what would he think? And like, you know, he started following me last week and he might think this or whatever. Just keep doing you like, you know, don't leave anybody, don't leave anybody interrupt that, number one. And number two, I know this is desperate, but I find that the more, oh, I know this is desperate now, you might not um, agree with it, but I find that if something, if something bad happens, I know this is a terrible note, but this is just Instagram in general. But if something bad happens, like if I have a bad day or if I just don't do well in show jumping or if I have a bad round or I'll get a lot more interaction if I talk about something that's negative rather than something really? positive. Yeah, yeah, which is actually quite bad. But at the same time, you know what? It's relatable again, you know, it's relatable. Yeah. And that's going back to just being me as well. Like I'll always show people, I'll always show Like if I have, and I did, like I went to the amateur, I went to the amateur RDS qualifiers and I had bad round after bad round after bad round, you know. 
and I just shared every single one of them and everyone was like go on Kate you got to keep going you know like fair play to you like thanks for sharing I had a bad round as well and you know keep going you got to stay motivated or whatever and like that was fantastic to see but I did notice that I was like I wonder if I if I put up a good post would I get as much interaction now I, I probably would because like I have amazing followers I have to say like you know some of the followers that I've been following from the beginning are just incredible and I always think about them with their comments and their DMs and they're just second to none like I really I'm very grateful for them but at the same time you know um I think with Instagram sometimes it can, it can be as toxic as you make it but also yeah. um you know if you if you just draw it back if you just kind of bring it back to yourself and just say you know what this is my platform this is how I started it I want to stay positive I want to stay motivated and if people drop off if people don't want to follow you that's on them you know you just got to stay yourself and after that whatever like as long as you're yourself the whole way through you know I, I at the end of the Instagram story, at the end of the Instagram life, if you say, you know what, I'm just going to end this. I'm going to finish it. I'm done. Like I'm actually done with Instagram. You can, as long as you can always look back and be like, I was myself 150% from start to finish. You won't have any, you won't have any, you won't have any regrets. Like, you know, um, I do think that like, there are definitely times where I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, there's no pension here. Like there's no fucking road frontage. Like you're not going to get any land out of it. You're not going to get a free horse out of it. What are you doing? But at yeah. the same time, I'm like, oh, do you know what? It's a bit of crack. I enjoy it. It's my outlet. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Like, No, and you shouldn't. And so you shouldn't. And I want you to carry on being yourself as you should. So, um, so I always um, end each episode with some quick fire questions. Yeah. Um, the first one is actually quite, quite good considering where you are right now. So generally, are you a night in or a night out person? Oh, I used to be a night out person big time. I used to be all the time, night out, night out, night out. Now I'm like, do you know what? Come seven o'clock. I'm a bit like my mom like that. I want my feet up. I want my soaps on. I want my couch, my dogs, my kids in bed. <laughs> Quiet. Yeah. And I want my bowl of Coke Pops and I'm happy out. But if I know of a good night coming up, you will not get me home. You will not get me home out of it. Brilliant. Um, and then are you tea or coffee? <sighs> I'd be more tea. I'd say I have coffee in the morning, but tea all day then, big style. Yeah. Um, wellies or heels? Oh, I'm definitely 50-50 there in that case. I love a good pair of heels. Like, I, I do love a good pair of heels. My, my mother always said, if you're not in your bed, you're in your shoes. So always make sure you've got two a good mattress and a good pair of shoes. So if I'm out, yeah. I'll always be in my heels. But, oh, fuck it, I don't know. I'd be 50-50 there now, I have to say. Okay. And sweet or savoury? Savoury. And what like, what's your go-to savoury? Is it like crisps or...? yeah crisp Doritos and a dip or else a good Sunday roast oh yeah oh yeah nice Sunday roast um <laughs> book or film what was that one book or film what is it what is that what is it what did you say a book or a film oh sorry um <laughs> I'd like sorry I thought you said Mick Caulfield I was like who's that um I would like to say a book but I'm going to say a, a film <laughs> and um do you remember the last sort of good film that you watched Oof. I actually watched one there the other day with um, what's that big lad? He's like a big Samoan fella. He's huge at loads of tattoos. The rock. Um, no, I know him. Yeah, no, <laughs> I did actually. <laughs> just, I did actually describe him. To be fair, um, no, Jason it's Momoa. He, yes, yes, that's him. Well done, to you. Um, <laughs> sweet, sweet girl. I think it is. I actually cried like a baby at that because um, my dad is in a home at the moment with dementia, so I cried like a baby at that. But it was actually oh. very, very good. Oh, okay. And then are you a Netflixer? Do you like to binge watch? 
Oh my god, big time! I just finished Virgin River, and I I'm savage. Oh, I like because that. I, yeah, I finished it, and I'm disgusted because I don't know what ends to watch now. <laughs> um. So yeah, we need to find a new series for you. So maybe people need to send you some recommendations. Big time. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kate. Um, where can people find you on like your, your mainly obviously via Instagram, but any of your other social medias? Like, tell us where we can find you. Or mainly Instagram, I suppose, really, to be honest. I'm not a big Facebook um, fan. I'm on YouTube as well as Keep a Country. And that's about it, really, to be honest. Just kind of, um, I used to have a blog, like an actual website. But to be honest, I just don't have time for it anymore. So it's just Instagram and YouTube. So I would love, absolutely love you to follow me. Brilliant. Okay. Well, if you love this episode, which I'm sure you will, because Kate is an absolute queen, um, please tag Kate and I in your stories um, and share it. um, And we would really appreciate it. And I'll speak to you on the next episode. Thanks a million for having me. You're very good, lads. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please would you subscribe and leave me a review. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to find me on my social media, I am on Instagram under Cobbs Equine Shop underscore services. And on Facebook, I am Cobbs Equine Shop and services. Thank you so much. And I'll speak to you next time. making it if you um, like to follow me on socials my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook Cobbs Equine Services um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people and I will speak to you all on the next episode